Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's 545. My name is John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. There is Brett Fessley. And there's Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness. And we are ready to go for another chilly day as we work through our chilly, chilly time with all the ghost plants all over the place and everything else. Wrap it up. Bundle up. You'll be fine. Did you uncover yours or did you let no, it go? No, I went another day because it's right. a little chilly today. And then to, probably tonight I'll, I'll take up. No, actually, Al, the landscaper's coming today, so he's going to unghost my house. It's a, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's uncomfortable. I was just going <laughs> to say. He's going to pull the white sheets off everything. He's going to be pulling the white sheets off all my stuff. I didn't even. Sorry, Al. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, that doesn't look good for my crack ass crack what's he up to uh anyway uh brett was just telling the story off there you got uh, somebody rear-ended you and as i you got into a little rear-ending accident yeah. yesterday wasn't here though and then you said uh and, and then you said oh it's no big deal not a lot of damage it got very italian because i don't realize that you did <laughs> and as i'm leaving it didn't sound like that bad and then i hear you say to brady kids cause totaled though <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. The rear end again. Now it is. It was fine. The accident isn't why. But we took care of his car afterwards. How dare you? Uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But you're all right. You got a little yeah, neck, neck issue. Got some and neck issues. It's and amazing stuff, how just yeah, the, the little bump in the back unexpectedly in a car can throw your back and neck off so easily. It doesn't take much. It doesn't like, how fast were you, was the kid going? I'm I don't know, probably forty or something, oh, maybe thirty. He was going forty. He was cruising. He was cruising, and he was. I and heard the tires stopped? locking up, and I'm like, "Here we go!" Oh, yeah, geez, that's amazing. That car took that too. Yeah, Brad's no car. tiny accident. No. I thought you were like getting like just a little. No, no, no. The way no. you described I mean, it, it was at first, uh, like, "Hey, I just got bumped a little." Forty miles an hour. That kid took you out. Maybe thirty. I, you know, I mean, it was. Uh, let's see. And he's okay. Yeah, yeah, he was fine. He was just more shook up than anything else. Yeah. Oh boy, he, uh, how old? 16, Oh, man, see, that's what happened to me. That's oh, his yeah, car. That, that ate up the front of his ride. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah, that was the same as mine when I got T-boned that time. It, 16 years old, coming back from baseball practice, 40 miles an hour, ran right through that red light and spun me like <sighs> I've never been spun. That's no joke. So, no. Yeah, you're, you're, I, when you were talking about it, I figured it was just like, eh, 15, 20, bapped into me. My neck hurts a little bit, and his car's... <laughs> His car's totaled, though. Well, geez, that's yeah, it wasn't, good. It that wasn't fun, okay. but uh, the Chandler, Chandler police officer that came over, he was really cool, really nice, and, and a listener, too. So he and was, he hangs with us. Yeah, good. he was awesome. All the cops that so. do that. My, uh, the fire department that came to my accident, they uh, they were, like, they listened to the show, and the next thing you know, this poor 16-year-old kid is just a, a frantic. Yeah. He's a mess. Like, you know, just wrecked this giant suburban. He, Everything else, and he looks over and he sees that I'm taking pictures with the fire department. Like we, <laughs> you got selfies. Yeah, and the other guy's like, "Can we get a picture?" I'm like, "Sure." I'm like, "Get the kid who hit me in here too." And his face in the picture, I don't have it anymore. So Ugh. hilarious because he is like, "Why is this happening? Like, is this normal that you know there's like a big celebration after every accident?" And I uh, started laughing. I'm like, "You realize you hit America's sweetheart. You almost killed America's sweetheart. You're you're forever going to be remembered for this." <laughs> 
And he's just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who you are. I don't know what's going on. And then it's, we have to ask the police, even though we really appreciate your support and, we, you know, we love you guys and we're supporters of the police and what they do and everything else. Uh, when when one of the members of the show is in a pickle, please don't because uh, don't don't act like you like us that much because it pisses the other side off quite a bit. It's no, not- we went over to the side when he was like, all right, I just got to, you know, <laughs> But, I was with my friend's uh, wife when she fell off her bike, and the, she, they're from Chicago, and the fire department came, and the one goes, hey, Holberg, what's going on? And I'm like, hey, guys. And I'm snapping selfies with her while she's bleeding out in the bike trail, and I just she just goes, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's like 13 firefighters. You have a cut on your leg. You've overreacted to your issue. You're fine. Everything's going to be fine. These guys are taking a break and, you know, celebrating me for a minute. Get over yourself. This is guy on a cot, and he's being fanned. Yeah, you know. Meanwhile, she's on the gravel. Yeah, I've stood here for a while. My legs are a little wobbly watching this girl bleed out. Do you mind getting me some an IV and some time? More lemonade, John? Yeah. Oh, it was, it was uh, peeling it, grapes with the, the palm fronds. Always yeah. so nice. So you've got yeah, you've got legitimate damage to your car, probably right. Yeah. So Shane Orlando's got the call already. <laughs> he already I, I yeah. texted him last night. All right, man, bring it on by. We yeah, got come on over. I'll get that taken care of in a day. And he's great, so that's yeah. a good thing. That's and the good. kid, you know, I mean, the kid was, like, scared. Oh, I mean, horrible. just, you know, and I felt bad for him. Until oh. so I looked at my car go, God damn it, you idiot. <laughs> Were you texting, you little moron, was he? I, that I don't know. I uh, don't know that. You know, one thing about 16-year-olds, they've been. That's the first thing that you think. They've yeah, been taught to. Well, me too. I mean, yeah. 16, but I don't hit anybody. I'm better at it. <laughs> but uh, that's the first thing I think is they've drifted off onto, you know, their text machines and uh, smashed India. And that's the first thing I said when my guy smashed me. I'm like, were you texting? Huh? No. And I'm like, you've been taught already to just, this is the only time anybody's ever asked a 16-year-old, did you have your phone in your hands? Like, absolutely not. Most of the time the answer is, you're always on your phone too. <laughs> Look, well, old man, what difference does it make? Everybody's on their phone, stupid. Bruh. But yeah, my guy was great. And then, now you're in the glorious world of insurance and recovery. Oh, oh welcome, you. Brett. Welcome to that glorious time. I oh, wasn't home 20 minutes and their insurance company's already calling me. I'm like, you know what? I'm calling I'm calling Kevin Rowe. I got that. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to go. <laughs> you, you, you needed my savvy negotiating skills because I got an email from the kid's insurance company. I didn't catch it. And they made me an offer for uh, damages and all oh, this other stuff. Refuse? Well, I didn't know, so I didn't catch it. And then uh, about a month later, sent another one that I didn't see. And then it was probably about six months later, I got this kind of terse email from them that said, uh, all right, this is our final offer uh, before we go to lawyers and this and that, before we're going to do this. And it was this, it was a pretty good number. It wasn't ridiculous. Yeah. And I hadn't seen the first two emails. I didn't know what their other offers were. I'm like, what do you mean your final offer? I haven't, I haven't heard a word from you guys. And then I looked back, and it went up like like triple from their first offer oh, no and all it took was ignoring them for a couple of months and they finally made this offer and i'm like i'll take it you had the broad with the suitcases out yeah. there and <laughs> yeah it was deal or no deal and i didn't know i was playing and then the final one but then my dad's on you could have gotten twice as much as that and i'm like damn it <laughs> so you should have let him go to lawyers the last thing they want to do i'm like damn it damn it but i took the offer and did what i did but yeah my my advice to you ignore everything they do <laughs> Ignore them. I ain't talking. They to you. keep they keep coming back with higher offers. When I went back and found the what what emails are they talking about? I look back. I'm like, oh geez, the first offer was like it was a substantial amount of damage, like nine thousand dollars. I had a medical bill. I had to go to the hospital for a day just to get checked out because my ribs hurt. And they're like, oh, internal bleeding's about. I'm like, ah, I'm scared to death. So I went there, and so they're like, for nine thousand dollars, we can settle this. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I, I but I didn't see that one. And the next one showed up. I'm like, hey, thirteen. 
17, 18. This is, I'm not even, I'm ignoring you and you guys just keep bumping it up. It was awesome. I probably could have gotten a lot more, I do, I, but I felt a little bit guilty about it because I was fine. Yeah. And the car was taken care of and whatever. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with it. Yeah, that stinks. It yeah. happens. But, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, the young man's vehicle will never will never run again. No, not after that. Never again. His car is completely total. So yours isn't. It's not total, but I don't know, you know, under damage or anything like that. Yeah, like they mean, bent the frame yeah, or anything I'm like that. I'm hoping not because uh, I'm That's a total. body yeah. is out of whack. Oh, yeah. that's a mess. Damn it. Well, so, let it be a lesson to all of you this morning that at any given time it can happen to you. Uh, so let's all, and I'll make that conscious effort too. To uh, put your phones down. Yeah, look my, both ways yeah, before you text. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's great advice. Look I, up, yeah, survey the area before you drop your head down to text for those uh, 40 or 50 feet. I just thank God I wasn't on the Harley because that, oh. that would not have been good. I, I know, I know, I know. So you're completely Time for stopped. the Harley to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it was it was backed up traffic. And he came in hot. Oh. Oh. And you saw it in your mirror. Yeah, I saw it coming. I'm like, oh, here we uh, go. And it looked like he was going to stop, stop, stop. Nope. And you have a car in front of you? or you? Yeah, there was no Nothing. You put yeah. your, you just crammed your brakes. Yep. You didn't hit anything else. Yep. Man. And, of course, it seemed like I was surrounded by Italians because everybody was like, I ain't seen nothing. They kept driving. Like, there are no <laughs> yeah. witnesses. They just kept going. <laughs> like the scooters going around <laughs> oh, yeah. the person. Oh, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Clothes Sorry about stopping. that. Doesn't look like a good thing. But I had my head turned. I was texting. I was absolutely texting. I know, I gotta get to work. Yeah, <laughs> I still wish. Like, I, I, I hope Brady's God is real for a couple of reasons, and this is one of them. Mainly, just to tell him childhood cancer. Really, you couldn't fix that, and then to move on to go. All right, show me some good videos of the things I want to see about my life. That night of my T-bone accident is one I need to see. It has to be something that has to be from an overhead view the funniest thing in the world to watch the accident occur, and then me in my. Apollo Creed silk boxers. <laughs> that uh, getting out of the a t-shirt, a pair of uh, uh, I didn't have any shoes on. A pair of socks that were mismatched, and a three-legged pit bull. All getting out of the car with an adrenaline rush I can't even describe. Screaming at the top of my lungs the f word over and over and over as I walked directly into the intersection. I'd lost my mind. Me and my three-legged dog, and I'm holding her like she weighed nothing. She's about fifty-five pounds, but I'm. I'm holding her like she's a, a teacup poodle. And she's in like, oh, what the F mode. What's going on? And I am just screaming, fudge, fudge. Only I ain't saying fudge. <laughs> and it's on my lungs over and over and over. as so I'm walking towards this kid who's in a baseball uniform <laughs> standing oh. in the middle of the road, too. And we're just, I must have been a foot away from him. Fudge. He's like, you all right? Fudge. What do you have? Oh, my God. I hit him so hard. He's homeless. And the the outfit had to be hysterical. And then I called Megan. I'm like, hey, I was in an accident right down the road. I need shoes. I need something. So she brings me two fuzzy slippers. <laughs> this is all I can find. I'm like, are you kidding me? Out of all your shoes. Those oh, are no, this was way before find. I had oh, okay. a shoe thing. Okay. But I still had a few pairs of shoes. Like, enough. Dress shoes would have been more appropriate <laughs> than the weird house oh, your slippers. These, I mean, some wingtips with your yeah, Apollo That would have been fine. It would have been better than what she brought, which was just a pair of house slippers. You know, like house slippers from good times. They always talk about house. Like oh, James yeah. had his house, his house shoes. That's what these were. They were, <laughs> they looked like they'd been like I'd skinned a kid's teddy bear oh. and put like just wrapped them around my feet. They were horrible. This is all I had. And I'm like, great. This is what I get. House slippers. I put Yardley, my my uh, three legged pit bull, in some lady's car with a kid. Well, she's in just 
tatters like she did. I'm thank God that she liked that kid. Otherwise, it would have been a big fight in the back. I'm like, the lady's like, do you need me to hold your dog? And I'm like, would you just? She was just put him in the back seat. And she even, I remember her asking me, is she friendly? And I'm like, no, not at all. Like, do you know how many dogs in the car do you? She's like, no, just my daughter. I'm like, yeah, that'll be fine. And I just stuffed it back in there like an eight-year-old kid. And Yardley was just like, okay. And then I'm wandering around and, and dressed up like an insane person. <laughs> and I can only blame one man, Brian Brees, who demanded that I uh, drop off the spring training tickets that we were going to the game the next day. Why don't you just drop them off over on Camelback and 20th and then? Because I'm heading down there. I'm like, okay. Well, that's like a tenth of a mile from my house if you want to just pop up here. Uh, <clears throat> just meet me there. I'm like, okay. And then on the way back, I got blasted. His fault. Where were you going? Anywhere important? I, no, I was coming home. Oh, after work. Yeah. Right after. Oh. Well, no, no. It wasn't. It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I had oh. to go pick up... Uh, you know, the, the life of a wedding DJ, I had, a, uh, I had to pick up some dry cleaning, and I'm literally uh, on my way home. Uh, if I would have waited 10 more minutes, oh, isn't that the I'd case? have been totally if fine. Just, if you'd have sneezed twice today, you yeah. might have hit a different green light. Yeah, and then the crazy part is as soon as I as soon as soon I call Matthias, I'm like, I got an accident. Are you okay? Yeah. How many times did you call him an MFer? And I'm like, yeah. I did, yeah. not <laughs> once. The kid was nice. He checked on me. Did he, was, you, he was apologizing. Be honest. In the car, right before he hit you, you motherfucker. Holmberg's morning sickness. In the yeah, car. Maybe a you little bit. Piece of <laughs> I think those curse words are still floating in the atmosphere, but. Mike, you're, like, you're better not be a goon. <laughs> oh, was it a Gilbert goon? Oh, maybe that's part of their thing. My mom uh, got, uh, we got, I shouldn't say that phrase. I was going to say my mom got rear ended, but. Oh. Whose mom has? She it? has. But we were in our uh, Chrysler Cordoba. Hey. And she was at a stoplight. When, before there was a 101 freeway, Price used to have a street called Manhattan, and Manhattan would meet Price, and that's where we got out of the neighborhood. And, uh, and it was a long stretch of field before you got to Price from the neighborhood, and that's where the freeway is now. And uh, I remember my mom <laughs> looking in the mirror. I'm in the back seat. And, you know, you can see your mom in the mirror, and I just hear her going, You dumb mother I <laughs> You better stop that God damn it. And then clunk, we get hit. I'm like, oh, she's not mad at me. <laughs> she opens the door, and she's a wildcat screaming and yelling at this guy. And I just hear, I was looking at the bunnies. I was looking at the bunnies. <laughs> the guy was staring <laughs> off into the field. He was looking at rabbits. Oh. <laughs> at least he had seven feet of Cordova oh. trunk to get through. Well, it wasn't one of those. It oh. was the more 80s one. So it was a short, it was the short Cordova, not those big, long, the cool Cordovas, as I like to call them. One we had was when... You know, Iacocca took over Chrysler and shrunk everything. Chop it. Yeah, it was a it was basically a Buick Park Avenue. The K car size. And it was all a, that. it was the nicer K car. Okay. And they opted for the cloth seats, not the Corinthian leather. Ah. Dan cheaped out a little bit. The all new Chrysler Cordoba. When uh Ricardo Montalban started to do the ads for Chrysler Cordoba, that's the one we got. And it was I, maybe it was because of Mr. Rourke, I don't know. But Fancy Islands host told my dad this is a nice car and they got a chrysler cordoba and then it got bonked in like 1984 and my mom lost her mind like had no control over herself and it, she must have seen this like you like you saw way before yeah. she braced That's herself the worst. she didn't say anything to me though in the car mike burkhart was in the car with us didn't say a thing to us like when she looked back like kids hang on nothing all she cared about was that dude, like, she cursed him out way before we got hit. And you probably did the same. 
I'm not going to deny or uh, admit to anything. When you got out of the car, what did the what's what did the kid say? He was he was still just paranoid in his car, and then when he finally got out, he yeah. saw like he said, "Hey man, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." I'm like, yeah. "You left my car." Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I was I was like, "Hey man, you know." He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Are you Did okay? you put yeah. the back of your hand across his cheek and go, "Don't worry about it. Relax, <laughs> relax. It's gonna be okay." Put an orange grind in yeah, my mouth yeah. and stuff <laughs> like like Don Corleone. Just look at me, huh? Oh, you're gonna be just fine, man. Yeah, that's oh. exactly you orange rind up. <laughs> what is he doing? I would love that if that's it. But, yeah, poor Brett. That stinks, man. You get uh, out of your car next time immediately and collapse and lay down. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Every bit of me aches. <laughs> what have you done? You piece of garbage. Don't worry, buddy. Oh, man, we're going to take care of everything. Tell me. <laughs> your parents, where are they right now? They're at work, sir. What does your dad do for a living? Is he, is he an affluent man? Yeah, we do pretty good, I guess. I don't know. We're all right. That's nice. So he can make payments, is what I'm saying. We don't need to involve insurance. You're okay, kid. What is in your wallet right now? Capital One? Good. Let's talk to your mom. Is your mom a, a comely lady? <laughs> His parents weren't in the business. <laughs> oh, oh. Did you hit and another Italian hit you? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. Man. Well, that stinks. What a day yeah. for Brett yesterday. That's... I just imagine Brett's neighbors every morning. Like, what does he do? Yeah. Every morning, he comes out in the bathrobe, gets the newspaper. Still gets a newspaper. <laughs> Plays the song on the speed. We'll go up this morning. You're not him. Go inside. Yeah. Well, there you go. Congratulations. Yeah, you lived it. And uh, you want to say the name of the kid that hit you? No. You, know, you don't know him? No. Nope. You don't? <laughs> no. Nope. Give him a little shout out nope. for being a kind. He knows who he is. He knows what he, he did. Know he did. <laughs> He's hey. The one, hey, Brad, he's the one who's got to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, the poor young man, sitting there thinking of your face every night before bedtime, crying like a woman. He wakes up with a horse head in his bed. And, uh, uh, he was very nice. I got <laughs> I got to be nice. All right. Uh, you know. I, we had my accident, my 16-year-old that hit me. He was on the air the next day with us. I didn't know who you were. <laughs> and then the little son of a bitch, I was all stiff like I'd been in a car wreck because I had been. Hey, he had a baseball game that day. You should have seen his car. Corbin Carroll hit you? Oh, I mean, Jesus. Blew his car to bits. Ugh. This Suburban was so mashed up, and the kid got out. He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, well, you're a pipe cleaner. That's because I forgot what being 16 feels like. Mine, no English. Well, you his had sister the came over to the scene after the fact because he called. Yeah. And she drove down, and, and she asked me, can you uh, lie and say it was my dad driving? Yeah. Because the other kid didn't have license or paperwork. The insurance. Yeah. They were worried about the insurance part of it. but And you didn't. I didn't. No. That's against God. Free Holva. And then the, uh, you know, the officer was really cool. He goes, it really doesn't matter. The insurance goes with all the these Mexicans covered. are going to jail. <laughs> Whoever has the insurance. These aren't the Mexicans you're looking yeah. for. That's who right. gets covered. Hey, the insurance is, yeah. Yeah. Well, that well the, another time when I got rear-ended, geez, I feel like I work at KDKB now. But you got rear-ended a lot. <laughs> another time when I got hit, it was the same. This guy hit like four cars. I was in the front, so mine just got a couple scratches on it. And the the they basically said that he wasn't a lot, wasn't his car, and the insurance wasn't under his name. And his insurance company basically said that uh, well, his parents didn't give permission to drive the car, so uh, oh, you can an like, argument. Yeah, and oh. I'm like, you know, I didn't have enough damage on my car. I'm like, nah, screw this. That was also taken care of in a different fashion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whatever happened to that kid, but uh, I'm just saying. I do. He's fine. 
He's got a great view. Him and Luca Brasi are That's swimming right. with the fishes. That's right. He's got a beautiful view. Most of us see the canyon from the top. <laughs> anyway, well, good. I'm glad you're all right. Those are horrifying, awful things. It can happen to any of us at any time as you climb into your car this morning. Just, you know what, let let Brett be the lesson, at least for a little while. We all say that. Oh, this is going to change my way. You'll be texting and driving before you know it. But uh, at least for a day or so. How about being self-aware and conscious yeah. of that? And I'll do it. I'm for sure going to be. The worst is like literally when you hear the tires screeching and you're looking in the rear view mirror and go, here we yep, go. Here we go. Prepare for impact. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even, my guy didn't even slow down. Oh, He wow. had to be texting. He ran the red light and what kind of got him back to his senses was hitting me. I didn't know what happened. I just heard the explosion and I started spinning and I didn't know what was going on. So just strange all the Here way. Here comes around. Bus. Is he in and out? Yeah. Corey's got him. Oh, oh, is he wandering around? Yeah, you can yeah. shut the door. Sorry, I had to bring Bus to work today. <laughs> he did. Sorry a, about that. He's bugging you. Oh, he did a little hit on the sports station. <laughs> he doesn't want any. Hey, I'm 1060 the deuce. Come here, dummy. Uh, I And also, Lovitz is here today, so uh, I wanted to counteract his dog. He's not bringing Jerry, though, but I have uh, I have a lot going on at my house, and I didn't want Bus to lose his mind today in the kennel. So he's coming in. Big deal, right? I spent all day with Lovitz yesterday. All How was day. that? Well, I'm kind of responsible for him being here a day early. So he texts us. He goes, I'm in town now, so I'll buy you lunch. He bought? Yeah, well, that's what I... Well, here's the thing, Brett. I'm in a whoa, dilemma. Whoa, whoa. I'm in a dilemma with Lovitz. He says, come out here, buy you lunch. So I go out and, and meet him way out in, you know, Desert Ridge, Scottsdale area. Because yeah. he scots the airports where he came in, so he's staying out there. So uh, I go all the way out there, which is no big deal, I'm, you know. I sit down, we wander around uh, the place, we find a, a place to sit, we're eating, whatever. And in the middle of this whole thing, this, this the waiter comes over and says, those two gentlemen over there would like to buy your lunch today. And Lovitz is like, okay. And so we started to come up with things that we, I, I said, we need to say thank you to that. And I said, and by the way, this doesn't, like, you owe me a lunch. Like, no, this is a lunch. This counts. It's that, like, this doesn't count if oh, somebody okay. else well, you, there you go. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I didn't want to say it, but I'm like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> Sieg Heil, he said. <laughs> oh, Herr Holmberg's back. I get it. And I'm like, yeah. I said, well, you owe me. No, now you owe me lunch because you wouldn't have gotten a free lunch from other people if it wasn't known for knowing me. I'm like, you don't know that they didn't buy lunch looking over here saying, oh, there's Holmberg. We both know that didn't happen. So we're going back and forth, and I said, okay, I'm going to go over and act as if I'm your assistant and say, hey, Mr. Lovitz is uh, very happy with have, you guys picking up lunch today, and uh, and I just he just wanted me to say thank you to you guys and let you know that he's not going to blow you this time, <laughs> and then walk away. And then he goes, oh, no, you should go over there. And he, and he, he said, if you don't have the guts, and I said, I'll do it. And he goes, no, you'll go over there and tell him I will blow him, and then it'll get weird. Like, that's a good idea, too. Mr. Lovitz would like to offer a blowjob for the free lunch if you guys are interested. You, you sir, and your twink lover. It's my son, you son of a bitch. Okay, whoever. Either way, he'll do you both. That's disgusting. They were kind of. Well, they came over and they just, uh, it was really, thank you for all the laughs for all the years. Uh, and I'm like, well, you're welcome. And then he goes, ha, 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 ha. See, I've already made you laugh more than him today. And, and Lovitz is like, all right, that's enough. Took the lunch and then he was supposed to buy me something. Nothing? Nothing. Man. But we literally sat there for like three hours discussing some of the grossest stuff you could ever imagine. Like just disgusting topic after disgusting topic. And then I'm like, well, you don't need to come in tomorrow. Well, I got to promote my show. I go, oh, yeah, I forgot. That's why you're here. And then 
we parted ways, and I looked at the clock, and it was 4.30. Jesus Christ. I've been with Lovitz for four hours for crying out loud. So he'll be in here today, but I don't know if we have anything to talk about. You guys can pick it up. We've covered every base. Telling jokes you can't tell at all, ever, to anyone. Ever. And there was a weird, like, bachelorette birthday party that was going on there. Midday. Uh, 4.30. Middle of the day on a on a Wednesday. Wednesday. It wasn't even 4.30. They got there at, like, 1.30, maybe 2. Man. Just, and it was just a, I don't know what they were up to. It was a hotel restaurant. And I don't know who has that. Nice. And they're dressed up. Like, I mean, gussied up. It was, like, club wear. And there was nobody but me and Lovitz inside there. And those two guys that bought Lovett's lunch. I feel weird for that, though. Like, I felt like I should give those guys money back. Now, they were buying John Lovett's lunch. They didn't have to buy the guy he's with lunch, too. Just say, we'll pick up. Like, that would have been a funnier thing to do, is to say, we'd like to buy John Lovett's lunch. Not that weirdo he's with. He's on his own. But then, And then you make it so Lovett still has to kick in. Because he owed me. And he still does. It'd even be better if you bought you lunch and not love it. So. Oh man, that would have been the best. We'd like to buy that. We don't know who you're with, but we'd like to buy Mr. Holmberg America's sweetheart lunch today. The guy was really nice though, and I don't know what the protocol is on that. Usually, if somebody does that nice thing for me, I go to them. Love it. I should, should you go over and say something. They'll come here. I'm like really? Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, all right, this happens to you a lot where you're not paying for stuff all the time. They came over. I'm converting. Sure enough, he was right. I know he was I'm right. Convert. That's why he loves to go out. Yeah. Said thanks for the lunch and see you later. And there it was. They sure did. They came over afterwards. I, they started to get up and like, love it. They're leaving. You got you to gotta go over and say something. They'll be. Don't worry. And he was right. <laughs> they immediately wandered over. Mr. Lovitz, have a wonderful afternoon. And reverence to John Lovitz. And there I am sitting with him going, geez, what time is it? I got to get out of here. <laughs> you guys want to take my place for a few minutes? But, man, some of the stories he told were fantastic about Epstein Island. Whew. Man, I didn't know he was the caretaker for two years. He just he stayed there. That's why we didn't hear from Lovitz for a long time. He was at the <laughs> island for, I'm staying here. This is great. He made his own little wing in the house. It was pretty great. Pretty awesome stuff. So John Lovitz will be here in a little while. Also, we can all rest easy. Five arrests of the Gilbert goons have taken. Oh, the goons. Oh. The streets are safe to walk in Gilbert again. The goons A couple have, more on the there's way. One of the goons. There's one of the goons who, uh, oh, that's. One 20-year-old, 218, and 216. That's right. So it isn't a teen violence problem. It's an adult issue. That a 20-year-old is hanging out with 16-year-olds. There's your first clue. You got something weird happening in your house. Holmberg's morning sickness. As a 20-year-old, you know, kids not in college hanging out with Steve. Trust me, I was one of those, but I didn't. My deal was I wouldn't hang out with the bus boys at Tony Roma's when I was 20 and 21. Uh, we played basketball together, and sometimes there was a restaurant after party, but I wasn't going to their houses. to. You just don't. I'd drop them off after work if they didn't have a ride. That was as far as you go. If you're 20 and palling around with 16-year-olds, it's a drug thing. There's something going on. You're, you're no good. And it's good. They're going to go to jail for that horrible incident that happened in Queen Creek. And amazingly, the gang violence will end. But his name, surprisingly, was not uh, Hayden Caden, 
uh, Jaden or Jackson, which was all the kids in Gilbert now. But there'll be more. More goons going to jail. Oh, there'll so. be an EN eventually. Oh, there's all of those. Yeah, that's coming. Brady's got a little insight that maybe an EN's going to get arrested here. Not a Hayden, Caden, Jaden, or Jackson. But you'll see an EN coming. It'll be a good thing. You see, it also Gilbert. said the opening line. He, he admitted that, yes, I was associated with Gilbert Goon, <laughs> Goons. And uh, funny. I used racial slurs. Oh, uh, wait a minute! A white kid in yeah. Gilbert used racial slurs. No, what? no, no! This is a setup. No, not Whoa. my little Hayden, Caden, Jaden. No, his friends. Yes, I hear it all the time, but not him. He's. <gasps> I learned it by watching you. And an entire, <laughs> an entirely white community of people who moved there because it's a white community have some racist background. What? The goons. Of course, and also everybody, like, because I was reading in the paper, or in the story this morning, what used to be the paper, it's my phone, uh, and it said the thing about his association with the Gilbert Goons was admitted immediately, and I'm like, right, because the lawyers are telling the kid, admit you're in a street gang, so it comes off like there's like 40 of you, and then if they're charging, you know, with crimes, it's the whole gaggle, there's not one isolated dude that's getting in trouble for this. Yes, you're, as silly as it sounds, you're a Gilbert Goon. Because I guarantee you, that kid's like, what the hell's a Gilbert goon? No gang, no self-respecting gang's going to name themselves the goons. That's a 1940s kids are word. At it. Yeah. And I heard a, a, a story yesterday that it was by uh, one guy's mom that called the boys goons oh, three years ago. And they thought that was hilarious. Because yeah. like, yeah, they were mom. doing right. stupid stuff. But you, you guys are goons. Mom named the gang. <laughs> Just like what happened over there in Crenshaw. Y'all getting blood all over my house. Now you keep it up, I'm going to knock your spines out make y'all crips. <laughs> crips and bloods? Your mama's got two good ideas. <laughs> I'm a crip. I don't want... I'm, I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. I don't no. think Tran Doughboy would ever want to be in a goon. <laughs> right. No. Goon is something like somebody from the 40s. Like, that's it's a... like West Side Story. Right, that's a name yeah. from a Jimmy Cagney movie. All right, your goons. That's a... No... Self-respecting child since 1975 has used the word goon in a tough guy way. Unless you're playing hockey, which was kind of the dopiest dude out there. He was the dumbest guy who had you know limited hockey skills. He could skate and crush people. He was a goon. The mob. Yeah. We got a goon on that. And it wasn't a gang of... It was just idiots. You don't name yourself the goons. Oh, this whole Gilbert. I burn it to the ground. Start over. But I think... You, you could feel the sigh of relief that the streets are now safer. Oh, five sure. of, are off the, five goons. off the streets right now. <laughs> I have less goons to deal with. Because, yeah, what I was understanding is that when everybody was walking around, just random attacks were happening like crazy by the goons. If you'd hear the media, it is like... Oh, it's nuts. We've got a major problem it, going it, on. It leads the news every night. And I don't think... That, again, Hayden, say something. There's no threat from white one kids. Of the other goons. Is that one of the goons? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's an African American uh, goon. Yep. He was he was trying to get the name changed. He didn't want. Yeah. To be a there's goon. no way he's in. Nah. Uh, were you a member of the Gilbert Goons? Man, <clears throat> no. I, look, I tried to get that name changed about 25 times. Those <laughs> dumbass white kids. Did he ever use racial slurs? I didn't read the, uh, that close in the <laughs> did, article. Did the other kid that got arrested use racial slurs around him? My guess is no. 
Unbelievable. Christopher yeah. Fantastic. Is that his name? 18-year-old Christopher <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Man. That's great. Uh, Gilbert. That's why I see it. I see what's going on here. <laughs> they needed an excuse to arrest the one black kid in Gilbert. I see it. <laughs> what's your friend's name over there? The one with the the hair that should have a bone in it. Oh, that's Christopher Fantastic. He's the best basketball player on my team. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I don't like you associating with gang members here. He's not a gang member, Dad. Yes, he is. Don't act like a goon. That's ridiculous. Now it makes sense. That's why everybody in Gilbert's in a panic. The black kids started hanging around the white kids. Oh, I get it now. All right. Well, now it makes sense why everybody over there is scared to death. There was a Negro with their kids. That's why there's arrest a, him. That's why there's a town council meeting. What are we going to do about this fantastic boy? Charge him with murder. Good idea. It was murder. And the daughter comes out. But I love him. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the other thing. Is that one of the dads happened to notice that on his sweet little Hannah's uh, folder, she'd written down Hannah Fantastic. Oh boy, we're not having any of that. <laughs> Are there any unsolved crimes in the area we can pin on Christopher? Well, there was that thing happening at Queen Creek. Pretty terrible. Yeah, get get him involved. Put him in a gang. Do whatever it takes. Nobody's not going to believe that. But that's not my name. <laughs> what? I'm not Christopher Fantastic. What are you doing? You're in a gang. You're part of an unsolved crime. I wasn't even living here then. It is kind of a cool name, though. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's got, he's got the name. Uh, it's, to me... It's name steroids to go change your name to Christopher Fantastic, but if your name starts off as Christopher Fantastic, that's winning. That's winning <laughs> for a little while. Now, if he committed this crime, if it turns out that's real. He might be arrested on a can't. separate incident, too. I don't Maybe. know what it's just. They they've got nine investigations kind of going on. Or something. Of all I'm the telling you, Brady, you may not see it living over in that bubble, but we all do. That kid was going to jail for something. Goon related, whether, whether he was involved with it or not. Living in Gilbert, he is. He was. He was not going to. Mister Fantastic. What'd you not call me? A goon. <laughs> You're one of the Wait goons. A You're a goon. I said goon. <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me? What do you think? <laughs> I'm keeping our eyes on you there, Christopher Fantastic. What a great name. Well, if he's if he's guilty of it, he's going to jail. But that he's. Immediately, I guarantee you, that's why the cops had such a hard time on this case for the longest time. Every parent's like, well, we all think it was that kid over there. Uh, Everybody's pointing to Christopher, but I think there's more to it than that. He started a gang, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not buying it. It goes back to my theory. If you want to make white people nervous... Dress up like an 1800 slave, carry a watermelon and some chicken, and walk around your neighborhood and commit all the crimes you want. Because when they describe it to the cops, no one's going to believe you. They'll get arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was dressed as a slave. That'll know. ruin my business if I describe him. He had a spear in his hand and bone in his hair. It was horrifying. I can't tell anybody about this. <laughs> let it go. Just yep. let it go. You can kill anybody you want if you're dressed that way in Gilbert because... They're always talking about you that way. It just kind of falls into the pile. Well, good. The goons are off the streets. Oh, Phoenix is safe again. This is this is the worst it's been on the streets since the baseline uh, rapist 
and the uh, the forty four killer guy or whatever that oh, guy was yeah, like, shooting yeah. everybody just driving around. Oh, that was a he couldn't walk the streets, and now they're, they're right there. It's all over. And then the other one with that kid that was shooting the freeway shooter, which you know, I don't want to Aaron Rodgers that whole deal. But the kid they caught, his dad was on the air with us saying he didn't do it, he didn't do it. The ballistics matched the gun, that high point, and uh, everything was there. And then they arrested him, and it stopped. And it turned out he may not have done it. So technically, we never really caught that freeway shooter. But the second they arrested the guy, we all said this might be the... It all stopped. Shocking how that happens. Yeah. That was truly terrorizing the city. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Dude, just lobbing high points into people. He's throwing, throwing those those tumbling bullets into the sides of your cars. <laughs> that, guns that might as well be square. But I always, I always, not look, call me crazy. And I don't want to get Aaron Rodgers uh, type uh, hot water. But when you arrest somebody that you think might have committed a serial crime, and those crimes stop... You got them. And if the, you know, because that's what they had with like, what was it, the Zodiac killer. They kept, they'd arrest somebody and then there'd be another one. You'd be like, wait a second, are there multiple Zodiac? This guy didn't do it. And they're not sure they ever got the right people for that. And, you know, if the crimes keep happening, they got to let the guy go. And that's exactly what, nothing happened. The freeway shooter thing didn't stop or did stop when they got him. Unless he's D.B. Cooper just. Disappeared. And yeah. Rolls on to another oh, town. And he got a bunch of money, if I remember right. Like, I think he got, because he was treated very poorly. You know, the, the media and everybody else made him guilty immediately. Yep. Me too. Because everything <laughs> seemed right. We all did. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I think, you know, law enforcement and everything, they want to make sure they got a case before. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, why they don't, you don't tell wanna, you everything. Like, I understand why they don't talk to the media sure all the time because well, something like, like that me. could happen i'm unqualified and i'm by the way i'm no different than any of those other pinheads that work at radio news half of them used to do what i'm doing right now and got fired so they went into news jim sharp has no extra training in news delivery or how to he just good at speaking and jim cross does though jim he's an cross, expert in everything he was born <laughs> yes yeah, jim cross once he came out of the you know his mother's vagina <laughs> Jim Cross laying in a puddle of his mother's filth, uh, live at the hospital. Again, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's 2 in the morning. I'm in the dark hospital room. I just uh, fell out of a big cesspool of yuck. <laughs> uh, doctors say I'm going to be fine. Ten fingers, ten toes. Jim Cross, KTR News. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> I love his sign. Yeah, the sign off is perfect because I've never heard anybody less interested in the story he's telling. <laughs> they caught those idiot goons. Uh, I'm standing outside of a... Pretty nice house here in Gilbert. Lights are off because it's four in the morning, and KTR sent me out to stand in front of their house for no <laughs> reason at all. Jim, when they open in four hours, <laughs> do you think it'll be different? You think Jim is done fighting that too? All right, we'll send Jim Cross out. You know they're not open till like eleven, right? <laughs> Just go stand in front of it. Yeah, all right. F- off. <laughs> Jim Cross in front of an abandoned old building. KTR News. Go. F- that's why he makes the phantom calls. He's yeah. out there. Yeah, he's not really out there. I've been saying that for bedroom. Years. Jim Cross is two rooms over pretending to be in front. Jim Cross standing live where the zone used to be. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, not not at all in the bathroom at KTAR Studios up here at 16th Street in Glendale. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, there's no uh, homeless people. and we, we fixed it. Anyway, Jim Cross, f- off.
Your latte's done. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> can I take out the trash? <laughs> One of the homeless trying to clean up here. That's what that was. That wasn't Javier, the uh, supervisor of maintenance here at Hubbard or uh, wherever, Bonneville Broadcasting. <laughs> Who cares where I work? Uh, Jim Cross, Casey. F- yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I'm sure he's driving out to Gilbert if he's oh. if uh, he, pretending to drive to Gilbert this morning to go. The, the news wants them goons to be a thing, and they're just whatever. It's all over. Uh, let's get a wake up song now that we're safe again. Uh, 585-9800. That's the number. You tell us what you want to hear next, and we will scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD.